Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another great interview from Super Cool Radio. I'm your host, as always, the spirit of Super Cool Radio himself, Matthew Thomas. Before I start talking about my guests, just a quick reminder to thumbs up this video if you enjoy it, and subscribe to our channel. And make sure to turn on that bell notification, that way you do not miss any of our super cool content. My guest will be Todd Kearns. Todd is an incredible multi-instrumentalist, singer, songwriter, and producer. He's been involved with bands such as Slash with Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators, The Age of Electric, and Heroes and Monsters. Very recently, Heroes and Monsters released their debut album on January 20th. It is really incredible. I had the opportunity to listen to the album and it is definitely worth a listen. I'll be chatting with Todd about the new album, Heroes and Monsters, and so much more. So let's dive into this video. Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about our merch store on Threadless. Shop a wide variety of logos with multiple colors and sizes available for each design. Your support is greatly appreciated and helps us continue to make killer content like this episode. Please visit supercoolradio.threadless.com or the link in the description to shop now. Please welcome Todd Kearns. Good morning. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me. It's such an honor to have you on the show. Oh, my pleasure. 100%. Where are you at? Uh, based out of South Bend, Indiana. Nice. Okay, great. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, it's actually uh, just it just uh, uh, turned afternoon for me. Uh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's bright and early over here. Is the um, How's the weather out there? Is it pretty crazy? Uh, surprisingly, so it, it usually like in January and uh, end of December, we're like buried in snow and surprisingly for January, it is like 40 degrees here in Indiana. And that is, it, it actually feels nice. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. What a nice, uh, I mean, well, this, this, uh, this has been one of the craziest little winter chapters we've had in a long time, but, uh, oh. here, here in Vegas. It's exactly the same. Nothing, nothing changes. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I was going to ask about Vegas, but I, I mean, I assume it's uh, it's nice and uh, nice and warm and sunny by you. Yeah, I went up to Canada for Christmas because uh, that's where I'm from, and my family's up there. So that was a bit of a an adventure. But um, yeah, no, it's it's sort of very mild and very chill here for sure. Well, I, I'm glad glad to hear both having some actually decent weather for yeah, our exactly, actually, yeah. And I mean, you now Vegas obviously is going to be Vegas, but uh, yeah. when did you move to um, Las Vegas? Um, officially, I was down here. Well, it was never really official. I just sort of found myself here in uh, 2006. So it's been about 16 years. I can't really think of the uh, math, but yeah, it's been it's been a uh, been a while. Yeah, I mean, when I sort of came, it was initially just for a gig, and that turned into another gig, and the next thing I knew, I was here. So um, there was nothing official about it. <laughs> I got you. What uh, what drew you to um, staying in Las Vegas? Um, there was um, some friends down here uh, gigging and uh, you know doing very well, and and it was very um, uh, the cost of living was such that I was like, wow, this is pretty impressive, and being able to kind of uh, 
you know, be a homeowner and be an adult yet still play music was kind of like, huh, wow, this is really, this is new as opposed to being in a, in, in a band and living in a, you know, one bedroom apartment with three other people just seemed like, you know, the right way to go. Oh, oh, definitely. I, I, unfortunately I've never been to Vegas, but I definitely want to go just, uh, you know, be nice, a little bit warmer than Indiana most days. So. Well, it depends what time of year you come. Cause there can be particularly more than warm, which was, uh, you know, basically the surface of the sun at all times. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I might, I, I think it's definitely winter destination. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's the best thing about it is it's like, come here in the winter and you'll be thrilled. Come here in the summer and you'll be like taken aback for lack of better words. Yeah. I, I believe it. Plus, I, I uh, with my skin, I burn very easily. So yeah, might not too. be the best. Yeah. For, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I hide indoors like a like a weirdo but it's fine by me <laughs> i i call myself part vampire because it's <laughs> most of the time i just i have i have to hide out but anyway but uh so before obviously i know we got much to discuss the you know the new release of uh heroes and monsters coming out on january 20th but before we get to all that i got a fun question before we dive into heroes and monsters uh and that is what is one uh, album and one movie you recommend everyone check out in their lifetime? Oh, wow. Um, one album and one movie. Jeez. Well, I don't know. I guess movie-wise, I would probably say something like Jaws. Uh, if I mean, but it's such funny when I say that. It's kind of like, you never saw Jaws? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm kind of a movie nerd. I mean, there are quite a few movies that I recommend that are pretty out there. There's a Korean film called Old Boy, which was really disturbing, that I've recommended and had a couple of friends go, dude, what the hell did you recommend, recommend for me? Um, Record-wise, I don't know. Um there's a lot of records. I'm trying to think. I'll go with like, say, Jellyfish Belly Button. There's a record that's like, you know, isn't an obvious choice, but uh, is in there. Also, the uh, the the second album is really good too. Uh, but uh, yeah, there's a there's so much good music out there. And I actually, it's funny that you bring that up because there's a lot of that I've been doing lately. Where what can you recommend as far as newer records go? Because I'm sort of a such a when I get in the car, the first thing I go to is the tried and true music that I've always listened to. And then every once in a while I go, well, what's, what's out that's new that I should be checking out? You know, I think that that's sort of, um, it, it's funny because when I was younger, it was always all about new music. And then as you get older, it's all about the music you grew up with, you know? So now it's, uh, now I'm trying to figure out how to balance that line. There, there, there's definitely so much music out there. Like I know for for me, I had someone tell me that like you kind of stick with the same music you listen to in like your teenage and early twenties, and that's definitely I think it's very true for many people. But yeah, like I I have a CD player in my car because I'm not you know my car is old and not that high tech, so like I usually listen to CDs, which means it's usually older albums. Right. So. I'm trying to like, you know, obviously, as you said, find that balance of what's new, but also what's some of my classics I can binge on. Totally. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, uh, it's a challenge because like you said, there's so much coming at us at all times that it's hard to, to really know, you know? And I think that, uh, you know, you find people you trust and let them tell you, uh, well, you check this out. Okay. And you check it out and sometimes they're right. Sometimes they're wrong, you know, or at least, you know, according to you and, and go from there. No, that, that, that's so true. I've had like, you know, obviously with doing this podcast, I've had everyone's like, hey, you should check this out. You should check this out. You should check this out. And which is awesome. You know, I find a lot of great music, but then it's like overwhelming because like 
I yeah. got all this stuff. And then like, you need like, to me, you gotta be in the right mindset to process the music. How much time do you have in your day to fill with music and, and everything else? Yeah. I mean, for me, and ideally it would be, you know, most of the day, but unfortunately with, you know, all, you know, being an adult and having other responsibilities, it's like, don't quite dedicate uh, that much time to listening to music, unfortunately. I know, I know. Well, we'll try and find a moment, break off a minute here or there to listen for sure. Definitely. But since we are talking about new music, obviously I got to talk about the brand, uh, the, uh, brand new self-titled album by Heroes and Monsters, available on January 20th. So before we start talking about the album, how did Heroes and Monsters come together? How did you meet Will and Steph? Well, I've known Will for a while. He. Uh... You know, he's been with Evanescence for quite a while, and and uh, I'm a great admirer of his playing, uh, and just he's a good dude. And then during lockdown, they just sort of reached out and were like, hey, we're doing this thing. What do you think? You know, and it was, you know, literally, I wasn't doing much, as most of us weren't doing much. So it was kind of like, sure, send it on over. And then, you know, we, we just kept bouncing stuff back and forth, and then... Um, it turned into a record. I mean, uh, the the lockdown is as much a, an instrumental part of the process that than any anything else because we just sort of, uh, um, you know, weren't doing much. So it just really opened up a lot of uh, opportunity for. So just dove right in. Next thing you know, you got a full album on your plate. Oh, oh, for sure. And have you um like uh, recorded with or performed with uh, Will and Steph before? No, never. I'd never even met Steph in person until we made a music video together. We would work fairly intimately, like as you and I are speaking right now. And um, it would just be kind of, uh, you know, we would just be spending hours together coming up with stuff and working on stuff. And then like, it wasn't until later on that you realize I've never physically met this person. It's such a strange concept, you know. Um, but that's very true of so much of our online you know, life. I mean, there are people that I, I, I think of as, you know, quote unquote, oh, he's a friend of mine. And you kind of go, well, on Instagram or something, you know, it's kind of a guy I talk about, like, you know, guitars or cars or whatever, you know, it's sort of like, um, and then one day you meet in person and it's just, you know, it's such an interesting, I guess the only way to be, to, it'd be like being a pen pal with somebody for years before actually like physically meeting them. It's like, uh, but with Steph, it was like, uh, it's like that, but it's, it's, so much more involved because we're working together a, a ton, like just sort of constantly sort of working on stuff and, and communicating and, and whatnot. And then eventually uh, we kind of hang out. Oh, oh, for sure. I know uh, exactly what you mean about like, you know, meeting somebody like, but online and then uh, meeting them in person. Like I've uh, had quite a, quite a few like friends I talk to every day, but like I haven't, I've actually never met in person. I know uh, it's it, weird. It's weird. It it's, is. It's, it's the 21st century way, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, definitely. And then like when you finally meet them in person, it feels like you, um, you know, actually it feels, you feel a little bit more comfortable because like, okay, I actually know this person, even though I haven't met, uh, uh met them in person before, but it, it, it is just so crazy with like technology and stuff that how you can connect with people and meet people without actually like physically meeting them. It's very, it, it's, it's odd. Uh, you know, it's a little strange. It's true. It's true with people you actually know as well, because there's, you know, you know, there's friends of yours that, you know, you, you just keep in contact on via 
text and some sort of text group kind of thing and group chat. And then like when you finally see them in person, they're like, hey, how you doing? It's been so long. And I feel like it has talked to you this morning. It's like, oh, yeah, I guess physically we haven't seen each other in, you know, a couple of weeks or whatever. But it's like, yeah, it's 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 a bizarre it's a very bizarre thing. But uh, but it's become very normal at the same time. You right. know? No, it, it definitely has, especially with, you know, um, the, the lockdowns, the pandemic, it came very, totally. you know, it, it came a whole new life. Like, you know, doing, you know, meeting people like this was pretty much the norm throughout, you know, for about a year, year and a half, even two years yeah. uh, now. So like for you, um, was writing and recording this, like, you know, was it a different experience compared to writing and recording with like previous bands and albums? It is, but I think at the same time, it's, you know, writing and recording is different almost every time. You know, you write and record, you know, by yourself, create by yourself. You create with somebody, sometimes one-on-one. -on -one. Sometimes you're creating, even when you're writing with somebody, it's sort of like you do stuff together, but then you go home. It's like you're taking home homework and kind of working on it. And and so that becomes sort of a, a solo effort, even though you're collaborating. And that's a lot like what this was like. It's sort of like, you know, you're you're collaborating, but it's sort of um, a little bit of a long distance uh, type thing. But at the same time, it works to be, um, uh, you know, it's it's it seems to be just as effective. If you ask me, I, I had only sort of played in this arena once before, um, you know, recording and writing uh, long distance kind of thing. But, uh, uh, you know, it's 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 not uncommon people, you know, especially in 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 a world where say someone has music and they want someone to put lyrics and 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 uh vocals to it sort of becomes you know uh that's sort of a solo endeavor usually too because the the person who makes the music just kind of sends you music and then you just kind of come up with stuff you know and um and it's collaborative at the same time it's the very definition of collaborative when it's two people who actually wrote the song it's sort of a, a different thing but um yeah, no, it's a, it was, it was definitely unique and definitely interesting because there's sort of a, you know, it's not like you would imagine sort of say, you know, 30 years ago, like boxing up a two inch tape and mailing it to somebody till they get it and put it up on their machine and call it up. And then, and then they'd have to box it up. So you'd be like spanning, you know, weeks and weeks of waiting in between where it's sort of instant in, in, um, in this format. So, um, yeah, it was, it was interesting, but it was, it becomes really normal really fast. It's so much a part of what we were just talking about. Everything is, you know, um, together, alone together, essentially. Like, you know, it just becomes very sort of uh, collaborative, but also solo effort at the same time. It's weird. Yeah, it is. It, you know, once you, like, dive into the concept of it, you know, obviously it sounds a little weird to be alone, but together with people, as you mm -hmm. said. But, I mean... People, humans adapt very quickly to stuff and you know obviously you know obviously we're doing something very similar with that as i said and i i mean it's the same basis just doing it in a slightly different way really oh 100 percent. yeah it's it's it, you know like you say it's like some people's social life is entirely this do you know what i mean like it's entirely uh based on on this kind of idea and that's sort of you know, become, has become really normal. You know, I think it's sort of pe people feel safe um, being, you know, in their surroundings and, and sort of essentially being alone, but they can still be very social. I think that's probably the best part of it really. Oh, for sure. Oh, definitely. And uh, I mean, it, again, as I said, it's really cool to, to be able to connect with people that you've uh, wouldn't have the opportunity to meet uh, 100%. In, in other, you know, kind of functions 
or in other ways. So it, it's so cool. It's very, uh, it's like limitless with yeah. like, what you can do. It really is. I think it's really opened up a lot of doors that just frankly were, they weren't even there. <laughs> Those doors didn't even exist. They were just sort of like, a, that. that's not a thing. Now it's a thing you can do. Like, you know, I, I really like Steph was in Milan, Italy. Um, Will was in Florida and I was in Nevada. So it's like the fact that three people can actually, you know, sort of collaborate is sounds impossible, but it, but it happened, but it's coming out. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I, I, I do want to talk about the, the lyric and music structure of it, but real quick, um, that that's gotta be like to coordinate all three different time zones like that, especially in Europe had to, had to take some planning. <laughs> that's that's the challenge of it. Yeah, you start to know, okay, so Milan is okay. And then you see, you know, but we usually sort of have to kind of coordinate conversations and all that kind of stuff in advance, like tomorrow at this time for you and this time for you and this time for you. And then you just make it work. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I've, I've interviewed a few people from like Australia. So trying to figure out like, you know, the oh, time yeah. zone, it's like a 14 hour time difference or something like that. And uh, trying to figure that out, uh, and like, so it's like nighttime for me. It's daytime. Like it's the next day for you. It's I know it's crazy. They live in the future over there. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Good way of putting it. But uh, as I said, I did want to talk about. So um, the the new album going to be released soon. Uh, what can people expect, like musically and lyrically, from Heroes and Monsters? Well, it is, um, you know, essentially a rock record. I mean, I, I don't mean to, you know, dumb it down to just that, but, it, you know, essentially guitars, drums, rock and roll, you know, sort of aggressive. Um, well, it's pretty damn aggressive, frankly. Um, but we do kind of bob and weave. There is some some give and go, um, a few um, surprises along the way where it's not quite just sort of, I'm always afraid of making a record of sort of 10 versions of the same song over and over and over again. So to us, we were sort of like, no, let's make a record that sort of, you know, has some, some different sort of uh, places to go. I mean, often when you're writing a record, there are a few things that get abandoned along the way only because you're trying to make, um, you know, a record of 10, 12 songs or whatever it is and, and decide like what, 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 um, what's going to be the record, you know what I mean? So that's sometimes just in that sometimes shapes the the sound and the structure of the record just by kind of getting away from, um, uh, you know, shaping it based upon what songs you have and what songs can be, uh, can be used. Oh, oh, definitely. And I've had the opportunity to listen to uh, the, the, uh, the album oh, and good. what I really like about it is, you know, you guys have some songs that have like a classic rock vibe. There's some songs where you guys slow it down. And then there's some like borderline, like uh, metal song or pretty much metal songs yeah, in there. Yeah. And the album really kept my attention. Like I was like, okay, that's something different. And then the next song, something different. So I was like, I, it kept my attention to listen through the whole album. Oh, that's good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Cause it is one of those things where I think, you know, a lot of people are sort of, you know, mentioning how, it has a bit of diversity in there that I think is the important thing that we kind of wanted to make sure it was sort of, you know, when you listen to a, like a Led Zeppelin record back in the day, it never seemed like they were doing the same thing twice. There was sort of, um, you know, there, I don't know, it would be like an acoustic bluegrass thing or something. And then they'd be like back to their heavy. I mean, there is a, you know, whole lot of love and stare to heaven are two different kind of ideas entirely, but um, that's sort of what we were trying to accomplish anyway. 
Oh, definitely. I think you guys, you guys did it very well. And I think, um, it, again, it, as, as you said, it's a very diverse album. So like when you're putting, putting the songs together and recording the songs, so like, what do you think of like genres and music and should artists, like, should they branch out more instead of just, as you said, sticking to like the same basis of a song? Um, I think it's always, I mean, I think it's important for people to just, for artists to just do what they want to do. You know, I mean, I, I think it gets dangerous when you start thinking about like, uh, what I would always kind of comment on was, you know, in the past, people will sort of like, this is happening right now, I'm going to do this. And by the time you've hopped on right now, right now is by the time you put your music out right now was last year, you know, um, I think it's important to just listen to your, your, your own sort of um, instincts and just kind of go with what you want to do. That said, it's, it's good to, to, to get out of your comfort zone. You know, I think it is kind of, we all do what we do. And we have our sort of um, you know, our, our, our bag of tricks that we go to every time. Um, so I think it's, it's, you know, it's important to kind of, to change it up once in a while. I feel like, you know, for myself, I feel like I'm changing it up most of the time. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing this gig or that gig or singing in this, not singing in that, you know, that kind of thing. So it makes for a, um, you know, uh, for me, it's like every time I pick up the guitar, I'm like, or the bass or what I'm, which, which, what are we doing? Oh, okay, cool. And then off you go. Um, I've become quite comfortable with the, you know, the uh, lack of sort of quote unquote, lazy comfort of just kind of like doing the same thing every day. But that goes back to everything else I was already saying that it's kind of like, well, yeah, I mean, that's what I do is sort of constantly, uh, you know, in a constant state of change, which is a good thing, I think. Oh, oh definitely. You know, it's never... You don't stay stagnant. You know, no, not at all. Throughout the whole, and that I mean, keeps you on your toes, keeps you fresh, and um, you know, it keeps you to go with the flow. To like, okay, we're going to be doing this, we're going to be doing this. Uh, I mean, I think it just sharpens your skills more. I think so. I think it's you know, it's I, I I'm not a fighter or not a, a warrior type person, but I assume that you know, when Bruce Lee was learning, you know, he would take up things like boxing and take up things like fencing and different things just to kind of learn different skills to add to his little, uh, you know, his, uh, his, his little bag of tricks. And I think that musically I've tried to do that the whole time. And it's one of those things where, like I said, it's, it's, we get really comfortable with our bag of tricks. And I think that that's what we all sort of have is our strengths that we sort of kind of lean into, but every once in a while, it's good to kind of like, uh, you know, force yourself into a corner and, and see what you come out with. Oh, I, I think so. And I mean, you're either going to learn, for, you know, you're going to learn from it and succeed, or you're going to learn from it from failure, too. So, yeah. I mean, I, I think, you ha you know, it, it, I wouldn't say I like, do it, you know, all the time. But in some instances, I think it's a good idea to kind of put, your, you know, put yourself out of your comfort zone and see what happens and see what the results are. And you learn a lot from falling on your face. You know, I mean, that's, you know, uh, in life in general, I think that you kind of go, okay, what, what, what led me to this predicament and how do I avoid that or or whatever you know I think that if you are afraid to fall on your face which we all are in our own way you'll never really take chances so um that's just part of the human nature of just kind of just keep on keep keep swinging you know what I mean like because you do learn after you've been knocked down a couple of times that you don't stay down you know unless it's you know, it's something serious, but I mean, it's like, you know, you, you have to learn to regroup and learn how to rally and get back. And, and that's sort of a big part of, um, of the big lessons in life, I suppose. <laughs> oh, it definitely is. And, you know, kind of what, 
what I've really noticed myself is like some stuff that I thought like, oh no, this is like the end of the world. And like, like as I get older, I go, why was I stressing over this? It really wasn't in the grand scheme of things. It's like, it wasn't that big of a deal anyway. No, um, you'll, you'll often think about something you were freaking out about five years ago and go, what was, why was I making such a big deal about that? Yeah. Yeah. That's normal. <laughs> exactly. That's also part of human nature with everything. But I mean, also shows that were, I mean, for me, I, I always, I'm always constantly thinking of stuff. I'm always, always trying to evolve and, you know, try to include different elements. That's why, like, sometimes, like, if I have an idea, like, if I go to bed, it's like, I'm going to forget it. So, like, I have to do, you know, I have to write it down or do something because yeah. I'm going to forget it. Yeah, that's the handy thing about having, you know, as much as our phones have become a crutch in many ways, I find it to be a constant sort of, you know, uh, recording information that, you know, it's like, oh, I got to, you know, writing things down in my notes and having all this kind of stuff. I'm sure if anybody found my phone, they'd be like, this person is a psychopath. But it's just kind of like, you know, just kind of constantly like logging. Oh, I got to remember this. I got to remember that. Oh, that's a cool line. That's a cool, uh, you know, idea, that kind of stuff. So I think it's I think it's important. And back in the day, you'd be carrying, a, you know, a, a book of paper and a pen all the time, you know, just to kind of, which I still kind of do as well. But um, but I found that the phone has become sort of the the new modern replacement of that. Oh, definitely. I, I still enjoy hard copies, you know, for some things, like obviously like for, for my notes and stuff, like for interviews and podcasts and stuff, I, I like to have a hard copy. But if I'm if I'm like on the go somewhere or if I'm, you know, if I don't have pen and pencil you know, paper with me, then like the phone is definitely my go to, especially like voice memos. Uh, I, I, enjoy, I enjoy them just for myself. I guess I like hearing myself talk, I guess. That's but. always a good idea, too. I don't do a lot of that. But, yeah, it's, it's you know, I do record ideas. I have, like, a, a little recorder on my thing that I'm constantly putting down. You know, I come up with something and put it down or speak into it, like an, like I said, like a sociopath. And then uh, you just make sense of it later on, yeah, hopefully. But exactly. And there's sometimes where I've either written stuff or said stuff, and I go, that doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of the fun, I think. Yeah, then trying to decipher uh you know what you were going for like i remember in uh, high school i was taking notes for stuff and i it was a history class and i was like I, I wrote down something i was like and i was like doing shorthand but like not understanding shorthand so i was like what did i even say i don't yeah. even remember what my notes were i know that i've made that mistake too where you're like this is a genius idea and then you can't make sense of your genius ideas so therefore it was pointless pointless endeavor all, all around Exactly. And one of my other favorites is like, uh, if you find like a great um, storage space for something, but it's so great, you don't remember that you put exactly. something there. That's that's a classic. Yeah. Where did I put that thing? I know I had a, I found a spot and like, bleh, never mind. Then you find it like five years later and like when you don't need it anymore, you've replaced it or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. I had, um, I bought ink for my printer and I said, like, I'm going to put this in such a great spot. This is, I'm going to remember it and all that. And then I was like, oh, I ran out of ink. I'll buy some more ink. And then like after the, the new ink showed up, I'm like, oh man, I had a I had new I, I had a whole yeah. nother cartridge here. It just wasn't anywhere obvious. It was somewhere <laughs> kind of out of the way. Yeah. Exactly. And, and like in the moment I was like, oh, this is gonna be a perfect place to put it. And of course, yeah, yeah. It wasn't. Yeah. But we outsmart <laughs> ourselves all the time, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So uh, as as I'm wrapping up Zinra Todd, I had such a great time uh chatting with you about You too. Was, Thank you so much for having me. Of course, it was so great to actually uh, get to meet you. Uh, love you, know, obviously, with the uh, Slash and Moss County Conspirators, but I really enjoyed the new uh, Heroes of Monsters album as well. 
So as I as we're closing this out, like what are the plans for Heroes of Monsters and yourself for 2023? Well, 2023 is an interesting year. It's um, you know, first off, Heroes and Monsters is doing a run of Italy, which is sort of one of those things that was a gig and turned into another gig and then a bunch of gigs. So we get to go to Italy, which is exciting. I haven't been overseas since 2019. So um Tuke, my my other band with Brent Fitz and uh, and a bunch of friends is is constantly um doing stuff tracy guns and i wrote a record that's coming out this year so um yeah it's just been a it's gonna be one of those years where there's just like a lot of new music and a lot of uh a lot of new experiences which i'm really excited about i, I you know it's it's again uh, even the tracy thing came up as sort of a lockdown you know conversation that became became a thing you know you just never know until you know i'm kind of one of those guys it's sort of like you know I try to say yes to to as well not I was going to say not as many things but I try to say yes when I can you know when I can work it into a schedule and it sounds like fun and it sounds exciting I'm like yeah let's do that you know I mean how does it work in the big picture I don't know but it's like you know at, I all I know is that you know you know one day I'll be 80 years old going like well I'm glad I did that you know it's like you know you can't uh, it's easy to it's really easy to say no it's really easy to not do things you know what I mean and I think that I've I've learned that as long as I'm sort of um long as I'm sort of moving forward I, I feel best when I'm creating and and making music you know oh definitely and I, you know that's a it's a great great way of putting it that it, you know it's it is very easy to say no to things but I mean you know, obviously you had to deal with, you know, if there's scheduling, you know, issues or whatever, but like, if it's, if it's something cool, something you want to do, if something that, you know, obviously, as you said, moving forward, you know, it, it's, you know, you can make those, you know, accommodations and, you know, make it happen. And I think that's really cool. Absolutely. I think you're, you, you, you've wrapped it up better than I could. <laughs> hey, well, I, I'm the host. I have to, uh, you know, I got to put a nice bow on stuff. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. That's why you're the host. <laughs> but, uh, Last thing, so if anyone's interested, uh, where can they find, uh, obviously, yourself, Heroes of Monsters, uh, you know, every, all the projects you have going on, where can they find that the best online? Uh, best place to start is just Todd Kearns on, on most everything, Todd Dammit Kearns on Twitter, Heroes, Heroes of Monsters the band, or Heroes of Monsters band is uh, on Instagram and a few other places. So yeah, you, you'll find us, you just come looking for us, we're around. Right, right on. I will. I'll drop some links uh, for Todd Kearns in the description of this podcast as well. Todd, awesome time chatting with you. Thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you so much. Have a great day, brother. Thank you too for Todd Kearns of Todd Kearns. Here's the monsters slash moms Kinley and the conspirators. All that great stuff. I am your host as always, Matthew Thomas. Thank you so much for watching, listening to Super Cool Radio, and remember, stay frosty. <laughs>